Hello and welcome to episode three of the Backseat Managers. Today, we're having a bit of a celebration. Things are getting up and running again and the Premier League is starting again on Wednesday and I, for one, am so excited, I can't even contain myself. What about you, Ralph? I'm you so excited. I might draw oh. Arsenal the second game back on at uh, 8 o'clock tomorrow. Manchester City, in yeah. for a bit of pattering, but you know, he's, he's, he's up for it. No, nah, I'm predicting 4-0 Arsenal, to be honest. 4-0 Easy win. Easy win. Okay. okay. Uh, Arsenal probably couldn't even beat their reserves 4-0, but anyway. Right. Before we get on to talking about... So we're gonna, today we're going to talk about the, our Premier League top six predictions, our Premier League relegation predictions, our championship top six and our championship relegations. Uh, because... You know, we only really want to talk about the top two divisions. Sorry about the other divisions getting neglected, but me and Ralph know nothing about them. Well, I speak, <laughs> I know nothing about them. I used to know a bit about League One when Blackburn Rovers were in there, but now I don't know anything, so I'm not going to try. Yeah. But to be fair, it's only the playoffs and yeah, League yeah, One exactly. playoffs. But anyway, before we oh, get into but... that, you know, a bit into um, politics. It, it, it's still related, but obviously the influence that Marcus Rashford has had this week... Um, really, for the first time, I think you get people, you get rappers, for example, like Stormzy getting fired up about political agenda, but not actually having any substance behind what they're saying. So when Stormzy, I think, and was it Skepta as well, threw their weight behind Jeremy Corbyn, but had mm. no idea really about manifestos or anything like that. Yeah. Need Marcus Rashford, but Marcus Rashford, it wasn't a political agenda. It was just this one issue. Yeah, it was a specific policy I mean, choice. Yeah, we've got, yeah, we've got all this stuff about obviously what terrible ha- thing that happened to George Floyd, and that's ignited a big, you know, cult. You know, people wanting, you know, black black rights to be to be at the forefront of the questioning again, which is right, absolutely. But I think there is uh, perhaps even a bigger discrimination, and that is, you know, social divides between the rich and the poor. I think that is actually in this country still a bigger problem because children you know it's not their fault people sometimes come up with the argument that okay parents shouldn't have if they can't afford to have five children why should they do it bloody bloody blah things like that at the end of the day is it the child's fault and are you going to punish that child particularly in these you know in these times where they used, used to be guaranteed that one hot meal a day to them, but that releases the burden for that just six weeks in the summer. Now it's been goodness knows how many weeks plus that extra six weeks where they wouldn't have been fed. And I'm so glad that Marcus Rashford, he's, he's stepped in and been a true ambassador for the working man's game, which is what football is. And I think he's really pushed this because he's got that personal experience and he was very articulate and very emotive about it. And I, I, that's what I really love to see in such an, an educated young man. Yeah, it's been great. A good, a very good role model. And, uh, but I, I mean, it's, it was stupid to drop the meals in the first place because it's literally yeah. a voucher. Like it's not, it's not like they can't, it's not like giving them money and then it's not guaranteeing them even spending that on the kid's meal. It's a voucher for yeah. a kid's meal. Like that's all it is. And I can't believe that was, I mean, yeah. I can't believe that was even debated in the first place. I think, I think he, he's, done something which I sh- think should be uh, exemplified for other sporting uh, people is that particularly in football you are for me where, where I've always defended footballers on they get paid too much blah 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 it gives football is a working man's game and it gives the people in the rags of society the ability to get to the riches and I like that and then coming back to be the ambassadors to defend and to try and give opportunities to other people and I feel so passionately and that's why I love this sport more than rugby more than tennis because I really think it is the most equal sport and talent will prevail over class over anything else and that's what I think footballers need to remember when they get all this money in in their heads they need to remember where they've come from and help the people that were in a similar situation to them and I think Mm. Yeah, true, and and they, football's got a massive part to play in in the racism thing as well, because Absolutely. it's like one of those things that is. I think Arsene Wenger said it the the other day. He was like, football is like the rare business where it is absolutely and purely down to merit only when it comes to players. I don't think it's quite the case when it comes to managers and staff because there's still a big shortage of 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 black managers and stuff, but. Definitely, mm. when it comes to players, 
yeah. it is huge. Um, and I think it has been huge in the kind of raising awareness and changing attitudes when it, when it comes to, uh, racism and stuff like that. So yeah, all good stuff really recently. Yeah. Um, and she, I, I, yeah, I just want to, emp- uh, I just want to articulate how much I look up to him because I always think actually when you think of Marcus Rashford, even when Raheem Sterling spoke out about racism, he's, he's always been a bit temperamental and always not for me had the right attitude but Marcus Rashford 100% of the time has always had the right attitude and what I find most upsetting about him is that had he played under Sir Alex Ferguson he would have been absolutely terrific like even better footballer than he is now yeah he's just under a terrible Man United regime at the moment but fingers crossed he can keep developing and getting that England team next year for the Euros yeah hopefully definitely yeah I love him Anyway, that was our political point, but I think it, it was related to football and I think it was necessary, you know, with everything exactly. going on, we talk about something like this. Yeah, so, I agree. Before we start, um, let's talk about Arsenal's late conquest to win the Premier League title this season. I think it is on. It's on. They're going to catch him. <laughs> okay, of course. So we can talk about who do you think is going to win the league, Ralph? Uh, Burnley it's looking like I yeah, think Burnley, yeah. looking like Burnley's titles yeah. uh, no well obviously Liverpool are going to win the league I think they need to is it six so, points yes no so if Arsenal fingers crossed beat Man City they only need Liverpool, to... yeah Liverpool win on the weekend and they've won the title so imagine that that would be amazing them winning against Everton yeah exactly that win... but Liverpool Liverpool played my family team Blackburn Rovers and beat them 6-0 in a friendly the other day so I think they're ready to go and then Man United fans were giving it all that all this chat oh they've only beaten a championship team the next day they go and lose with Rashford Martial Bruno Fernandes and Pogba go and lose to West Brom the next yeah. day so <laughs> lost, lost to a championship team it's the same they were taking the mick out of um, uh, Arsenal for losing 3-2 to Brentford and then they went and lost Two one to West Brom, so. But um, so for me, Liverpool will win the title. In my opinion, I'm going to go with Manchester City second, Leicester third, Chelsea fourth. I don't think that's going to change. I think Wolves will sneak up to fifth, though. Oh and really? I, mm. Yeah, I'm. I'm not convinced about United. I think they may just stay in sixth, but Spurs. Or Arsenal perhaps could overtake them, but I think they might just cling on to that. So for me, first Liverpool, second Manchester City, third Chelsea, and the third Leicester, fourth Chelsea, fifth Wolves, sixth Manchester United. I think Wolves will be they'll be consistent again. They'll come back with the same attitude. Man United, they they for me are the team that would have been most hard done by by Corona because they were getting a bit of form. But looking at pre-season, I don't see that form coming back. Mm. Because yeah, I, I was thinking, so that's true actually, because before coronavirus, they were really, um, you know, chasing down Leicester and Chelsea for, Bruno for fourth spot. Made such a difference. Yeah. But yeah, for me, I think definitely, so Liverpool, Man City first. Yeah, uh, and second, um, and then uh, I'd say Chelsea third and Leicester fourth because Leicester really have been pretty awful form in 2020, um, and then I think Man United fifth, uh, Le- uh, Wolves sixth, Arsenal seventh, Sheffield United eighth, and Spurs ninth. That's how I think it's going to end up. Thinking, I think there uh, for the Spurs part. Um, no, I don't. I honestly don't know because it is so up in the air with some of those. You know, Liverpool are going to come back fighting. I'm pretty sure Man City are going to be. I think they'll be okay. Um, Manchester City with Chelsea and Leicester, they're always a bit of hit and miss. Chelsea have been hit and miss all season. Leicester had a very good 2019. 2020 is not being so great, mm. but um, Wolves, I think, we're really starting to find form, and I think they'll continue to do so. so that's why I think they'll just sneak above in fifth. And United, I think they'll just it'll just cling on. But um, just a note, I think we haven't really talked about it in our previous pods. Uh, me and Ralph had a dis. We've always talked about football. Me and Ralph, and um, surprising, really. Uh, thing is, we discussed. Ralph said to me he doesn't feel that the top six will be broken up. 
I remember him specifically saying oh, that. Don't bring and this I went, up. And I, and I went, judging by the form last season, I went, the rest of the top six, apart from Manchester City, so this was last season when Man City won it by a point, apart from Man City and Liverpool, have been utterly dreadful this season. I think, remember last season when there was four of them clampering for two Champions League spaces. They were literally losing yeah. every week, all of them. <laughs> no, like, it was, it was from like... It was after the international break in April. Um, mm-hmm. Man United, Chelsea, and Arsenal all lost more games than they won after that, and they just yeah. they just kept on losing. It was so bad. I'm I'm That's still what, annoyed I, to accept. Well, I looked I looked at Brendan Rodgers' Leicester side, particularly when they played City, when Company had to score that scream, and I thought, oh, this side's going to be good. I look at the sort of Wolves sides, and then there were other sides that were sort of bumbling around and. People on idiots on SPM were going, Oh, watch out for West Ham this season, watch out for Everton. I mean, I'm never going to watch out for Everton again because the amount of times I've been told to watch out for Everton oh. and Everton to finish 15th when they've been told to watch out, they're going to break the top six. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I, I, and I did call that Leicester under Brendan Rodgers, in my opinion, he's probably the third best manager in the Premier League, I would Do say. You think? And I would put, and this, me and Ralph were getting a bit of a balmy about this, I would put Nuno fourth. Really? No, Nuno is not fourth. Nuno is really not that good, I don't think. I think he's Wolves have a great squad. Like Wolves have just a good, just as good a squad as Leicester do, or even Spurs, Arsenal and United do, really. Rubbish. Like Nuno, the fact that well, I'll admit they've probably got a better striker. Well, not better striker than Spurs, but they've got a better striker than, and not a better striker than Arsenal either. What am I talking about, Abamyang? But um, they've got a good striker and they've got a good team. But it's not. I, I haven't. Don't think they've got anyone as good as Bardi or Madison. I think, and there's so many players in that Leicester side that are so good. Mm. Indeed, what a good. He's a good player. I. Um, Tillemans, he's a good player. Yeah, I, I, th- I get what you're saying, but I also think squad-wise, Wolves have a much smaller squad than Leicester, also, and that's yeah, something that's else. And they've been playing two days a week, also. Mm. I think they move so well as a team, and they don't really have any standout individuals, whereas Leicester and Arsenal and United do. So I think they've definitely got a, a far inferior squad than all. So Spurs. All those teams that have been above them in previous years, they've got a far inferior squad and still they're doing better. Well, yeah, it's but it's interesting you said that because I think this season is like the prime example of a team is better than a bunch of individuals or like having you know a couple of great individuals and then the rest of the team not that great is just not yeah. as good because teams like Sheffield United, all of those players in Sheffield United are really average but they're yeah. a great team. Oh, that, well, awesome, yeah. Yeah, and they're, they're a great team and they have a great manager and that's why they're sick for wherever they are. Yeah, I'll, tell you who, I'll tell you who used to be like that and they may come up in our relegation fight, but I've always felt that Bournemouth have been a bit like that. Because mm. if, you look, if you look at it a few seasons ago, everyone was going mad about Josh King. Oh, look at Josh King. He's a star of Bournemouth. They're a one-man team. But then it was Ryan Fraser. Then it was someone else. It's just that Bournemouth had this mentality that was so good for so many years they used to go forward and attack as a team and then defend as a unit whereas Fulham last season just used to have a terrible attack with Andre Schurler being as slow as anything and then just wouldn't get back and defend either so but obviously Bournemouth are in a bit of trouble now which if you think about it was inevitable Mm. Premier League I mean they've just had awful transfer after awful they honestly spent their money like in the worst possible way possible. I mean, 30 million or whatever it was on Solanke is probably going to go down on one of the worst transfers in Premier League history. What do you think about Lerma? Uh, I think Lerma's a pretty great player. He's probably their best player, I'd say. Uh, um, I'll tell you who I liked, Brooks. He's been injured this season. Oh, yeah, that's that's really hurt Bournemouth, probably, yeah. I think. Had, and if you actually look at their injury list, it's huge. Mm. It's quite yeah. a few is in there which they may come back anyway let's talk about the relegation scrap because I think we've covered everything that we can possibly cover uh, on the hang on hang on so how uh, how much of a chance do you think of Arsenal have a squeezy into that top four then (laughs) if they beat Man City they're only five points away from fourth place 
What about what about fifth or sixth if they beat Man City? How far are they away then? Uh, if they beat Man City, they are level on points with sixth. Okay. I, uh, I, I just don't see it because the only thing that I was thinking, uh, actually on the toilet for some reason, I don't know why. <laughs> I just thought I'd share that with you listeners. Um, but I was thinking that, okay, they've had a bit of a pre-season time here where Arteta has been able to get a bit of his philosophy going, perhaps. But then I thought, actually, Arteta imposing his philosophy is one thing, and that may be great. But um, they have still got the same players. Mm. They've still got, okay, they've got Aubameyang, Lacazette, maybe Ozil if if, they, if he wants to play. All these great players going forward and some decent players. Well, I'll say decent. Granite Xhaka and Torreira's got potential in midfield. But then you've got that crumbling defence, which are so... I mean, you've got Turney and Holding, which are quite good, but they're like little like cripples. They just get yeah. injured easily that you can't really rely on people to get injured that easily well I think uh, last season Holding was our best centre-back and got an ACL injury and he hasn't looked anywhere near him his past self since then yeah and Chambers so um, this season in the first like third of it was definitely our by far our best centre-back and then he got an ACL injury and it's just we've had you know pretty terrible luck when it comes to injuries and defence our fullbacks, Bellerin and Tierney, keep on getting injured. It's just, yeah. it's just annoying even at this point. Even with Holding and Chambers, you think for them to progress as as a two proper good centre halves, I wouldn't have thought that them two working together would be the right combination because I think they still need that exit, that Van Dyke figure, that company figure to sort of nurture them. Mm. Even even a Tony Rudiger at Chelsea, he's a very good defender. Well, 50 million on Upper Meccano in the summer. Arsenal, you know what to do. That's all I'm going to say. I, listeners, I've never heard of this player that he's just flaunting about. Upper Meccano, mate. Come on. Oh, I'll be I, like Peter, I, remember, I remember him going, we were having a barbecue once. Oh, Arsenal's defence is sorted. We've got this German defender called Mustafi coming in. He's going to sort out the defence. We're going to be amazing. And then Mustafi. Do you want to talk about Mustafi now? Uh, not really. Can we not, please? Thanks. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the relegation fight. So let me read out. I think there's about six teams. I think Southampton on 34 points are going to be all right. Yeah, they're safe, I think. Because uh, Harson Hootel has shown that he's a great manager with great character. Coming back from defeats such as that big one against Leicester. Uh, was it nine? They got uh, hit for yeah, something like that. It was yeah. pretty shocking. So let's go with. Let's start from the bottom. We've got Norwich. I think they're 20... going to stay there. Let me finish. I'm going to read the table. All right, all right. Norwich, Norwich on 21 points. Aston Villa, 19th on 25 points. Bournemouth on 27 points, but with a minus 18 goal difference. Watford on 27, but a minus 17 goal difference. West Ham on 27, but a minus 15 goal difference. And Brighton on 29 with a minus 8 goal difference. So what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm thinking... Definitely Norwich City in last place still. Yes. I think that... Norwich City are the biggest ones calling for the season to be abandoned. And yeah, exactly. And especially, especially with no fans. I mean, that's really quite like... That's kind of what got relegation sides, those extra, you know, three or four points towards the end mm. of the season was their, was their crowd acting as a, as a 12th man. Yeah. But oh. that's not going to happen. Norwich are down, 20th place. I mean, it was, it was... Look, I looked at them when they played Liverpool on the first day of the season, it finished 4-0. And I mm. thought, oh, they're playing some good stuff here. Oh, Liverpool have scored. And I literally had flashbacks to Fulham. Yeah, it's, it was exactly like Fulham last season. But, but, but they've still got the core of their championship team together. I think they're in a better position oh, to go back next season than Fulham. Yeah, I um, know. I think Norwich basically manager, I think Norwich basically expected to go down because they really didn't spend a lot in the summer. And apparently I, I read an article saying that they were like, they were... They've really got a long-term vision, so they weren't like they genuinely weren't really planning to stay up. What they were doing is to planning to get this young team and this young manager Premier League experience, so that they'd come I back again the next season and then stay there and spend the money. Now that they're like short, like because Fulham and Aston Villa 
have gone down the let's throw the kitchen sink at it and now look where they are another team that have adopted that strategy Burnley 10th yeah exactly one point well bearing in mind Arsenal have got a game in hand one point behind Arsenal yeah that is pretty embarrassing (laughs) yeah I mean I'm a Blackburn I'm a Blackburn Rovers uh, family team Blackburn Rovers local team Fulham um but and I'm looking at that and I'm wanting to you know put my fingers down my throats because it's making me feel sick. Burnley being Burnley being that hard. But at the end of the day, credit to Sean Douche. You know. Yeah. Jose Mourinho with a gravelly voice. Exactly. Um, you know, he's done a good job. And I think that's the best way to work it. Throwing all your your money at it sometimes doesn't work with newly promoted teams. Fulham last season, throwing money at Sherler, throwing money at Seri. They are they may be good in a in a top side. Sherler may be good in the top side where he doesn't have to track back. But in a relegation fight, you have to track back. Mm. And he wasn't tracking back. Yeah. Um Aston Villa, I think they're going down and I hope they do go down. Can't yeah. stand exactly the same with me. I think Cannot. to be honest, I think Norwich City, Aston Villa, and Bournemouth are gonna be the three teams going down. I think Bournemouth might just stay. Do you think? Oh, I, just, I don't know because I know why I'm thinking that. I think Watford will be all right because they shown they beat Liverpool after all, and I yeah. know that they were unlucky because they would have definitely stayed up had this Corona thing. Exactly. Happened. Yeah, they they were in but pretty red hot form. I still think they can because they've got a good team, the team that finished in the top half of the table comfortably last season, yeah. and a very good manager who knows what he's doing. Yeah, I think I mean, Brighton, Brighton with that with those two extra points on their side, and Brighton, I think, I, be safe. I, I think Brighton will finish lower than Watford. I think they'll get yeah, dragged quite possibly, dragged. but I think they'll have enough Watford, to stay up. I think Watford will finish fifteenth, and I'm going to say I think Brighton will finish sixteenth. Bournemouth will finish seventeenth, and I think West Ham will go down. No, West Ham have got too good a team to go down. You say that, but are they going to fight for Moyes? Now they've done; they fought for Moyes before, but a manager coming back again after he wasn't trusted, really. Well, no, they, they... I don't think Moyes is any like much good, and I don't think they're really going to fight that much for Moyes. But when it's West Ham's squad, I mean, they've got a great squad, and it's like relegation or stay in the Premier League. I'm sure that they'll put in, you know, at least ninety percent of effort. And oh, surely, I, surely I they're the going to be all right. I, I mean, think the Bournemouth boys will put more effort in for Eddie than West Ham will for Moyes. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, a world where Felipe Anderson and Sebastian Haller and all these great players are going down in the Premier League is not a world I want to be living in, I have to say. But well, I mean, 2020, what? Bournemouth face Crystal Palace... Wolves, Newcastle, Manchester United, Tottenham, and Leicester and Manchester City, Southampton and Everton. So I think that's moderate games. I think that's there's some winnable ones and some losable ones. I don't think there's anything major, really. Um, And if you look at sort of who West Ham have to play, let's have a wee look at this now. West Ham are playing Wolves, Tottenham away, Chelsea at home, Newcastle away, Burnley at home, Norwich away, Watford at home, United away, Villa at home. No, judging by that, West Ham are going to stay up. Yeah, no, I was going to say they've, got, Ham, a, they've got a lot West of tough Ham games in that. Games. They've got West a lot Ham, of, well, I was going to say they've got a lot of tough games in that, but at the same time, they've got a lot, a lot of relegation six-pointers. Yeah, and I think they'll win them. Like you said, if they've got the quality, that they will win them. Yeah. I think I think West Ham have got an easier set of games. Because obviously there are games they're going to lose, but there's games Bournemouth are going to lose. But then there's games where it could tip in the balance in a relegation battle for Bournemouth. But I think yeah. there's more games I think, actually, if I look at it, West Ham are going to win that. And There's more 525s for West Ham and Bournemouth are 50-50s. Yeah, and they um, are playing Norwich towards the end. And at that point, Norwich might already be like go down. So, But 
we saw with Fulham last season when they go down sometimes, mm. they're actually better. But I, like, think, I think to be fair, that was partly just because Ranieri's gone. Yeah, but yeah, but Parker's... Yes, okay, I'll accept that. Um, but if you think about them getting battered by Watford to go down last season, Fulham, and then coming back to beat Everton 2 0. Yeah. The next after relegation, that was. You know, there was a bit of a mentality change. So for, for we're both going with Norwich, Aston Villa, and Bournemouth to go down. Yeah. Listing bottom three. Okay, let's move on to the championship. Yeah. The best division in the league, in my opinion. I I I love this division. Yeah, I think it's, it's pretty brought, great. It's brought me so much entertainment as, you know, Fulham and Blackburn Rovers fans. Um, not so much Fulham fans because Scott Parker can't seem to manage an entertaining side. So, yeah. so, so oh, some of Fulham games have been so dull this season. But haven't they just? Haven't they just? <laughs> I mean, we were saying this the other day. How the hell are we third? I know. I don't know. I really don't how? know. It's appalling. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but that's the thing. Like we've just like. We've scraped. We've got loads of wins, but not, hardly any of them have been like a convincing thrashing where we've played great football. Maybe like a couple of games I can think of, like Millwall and Blackburn, but that's kind of it. And then away it's, from home has been the exact same. I think what's going to be interesting about oh, I'm looking at the championship table and the playoff race is so exciting. Yeah, that's what's going to be fun. So many teams in there. I think. So let's read out the sort of top. We could go with top at least 12 here of uh, teams. So we've obviously got Leeds at the top with 71 points. West Brom second with 70. Fulham third with 64. Brentford fourth with 60. Nottingham Forest fifth on 60. Preston, a bit of a gap there, sixth on 56. Bristol mm. City, 55. Millwall, 54. Cardiff, 54. Blackburn Rovers, 53. Swansea, 53. Derby, 51. QPR, 50. And then we've got Reading, 48. Sheffield mm. Wednesday, 48. Birmingham, 47. So you've really got about 10 teams. I mean, I'm thinking maybe Burnley, QPR to Birmingham is a bit far. No, but definitely like... 12 up to third are all in the playoff race. Yeah. So so in terms of automatic promotions, do you think Leeds and Fulham are go- uh, Leeds and West Brom are going up? Yeah, I think they've got it in the bag to be honest. I just think the points gap at this stage of the season when like at at the so top of the league, at the top of the league cuz think about it, at the top of the league it's so rare that these people lose that they're going to have to lose twice and West Brom are going to have to lose three times. You say the Leeds will have to lose three times, but you say that both Leeds and West Brom have got to play Fulham. That's true. So this this is where it gets interesting. So then you think actually, if Fulham beat Brentford on Saturday, yeah, and then beat Leeds the next weekend, yeah, that Fulham would be on seventy points, and Leeds say they won their game would be on seventy four. So that's four points. That's what. Two draws, two defeats. That yeah. could happen. That could in the championship. That can happen, yeah, and that's happen. the. Yeah. But my fear is, and I, the thing is, when I look at it, points wise, Fulham could do it, but I don't believe they will. Yeah. And I think no, and I and I think the key game in that is actually been, the first been, game back. Had it been the Fulham team that went up two seasons ago, I would have potentially backed them because I think they're a better team. And a better well, manager. They have, no, they, have better, they have better. They have better players in this team. But I'm looking at the now Tom Kearney, the way they all were that season. They really had a bit between their teeth and really mm. were just weren't they? Oh, they were just amazing. Yeah, and a significantly better manager, and they were on red hot form. Absolutely. I think Fulham will end up finishing. I'm really worried about the Brentford game on Saturday. I think yeah, Brentford no, are that's that's awesome. what I'm saying. I think that's the key game. And I think, like, I genuinely think we've got a great chance. Like, we're, this is what I think will happen. We'll beat Leeds, we'll beat West Brom, but we'll lose against Brentford because we always lose and drop points against Brentford. I actually think the Brentford game will be a 1-1 draw on the weekend. Do you I think? think it'll be, yes, I do. Um, yeah, the thing enough. is, there's, 
a real dynamic here, though, when football returns as a whole. Is it going to be... I think it's either going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be really cagey yeah. and not closely sword. Or there's just it's going to be like a pre-season where goals are flying in left, right, and centre. Well, judging by the Bundesliga, it's been really quite unpredictable. And like mm-hmm. away teams have won more than home teams, and there's been goals yeah, flying that, in. That's not, that is something really to play with. That's where yeah. you look at like Leeds, their home ground is a big advantage for them. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you look at someone like Blackburn, it's not so much. Yeah. So or it doesn't really. So that can help the teams that don't get the big crowds in. That's Millwall, true. Millwall are going to really struggle when That's they restart true, yeah. because their den, the den is so intense and it can really scare the opposition. Yeah. So are we both agreeing that we think Leeds or and West Brom will finish first and second? Yep, I Which think Leeds Brom? first, West Brom second. I would. I think West Brom will nick up. I think West Brom will finish first and Leeds will finish second. Third, Nottingham Forest are going to be really... If it goes defensive, Nottingham Forest will flourish. That's true. Nottingham Forest will flourish in that case. Nottingham Forest, if the playoffs are the worst playoffs we've ever seen, Nottingham Forest will be the winner. Yeah, and they'll go straight back down. Because Nottingham Forest are the most terrible team to watch. One of the most terrible... It seems I've apart from maybe Cardiff under Neil Warnock, this is second to that team. This is the worst team I've ever watched. Yeah, and they, watched it's Fulham. always a Lewis grabbing back post header that beats Fulham. I know. Oh, I'm so irritated. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm going to go with I think Fulham will remain third. Just okay. Brentford will finish fourth. Nottingham Forest will finish fifth, and I think Bristol City will sneak above. Preston mm. because they if you look at it religiously and this is something to really think about they religiously start every season really well mm. yeah. now if you think about it like this because they, they play with such like fast forward players that run out of energy really quickly yeah and I think they're really flourish in this quick uh, restart so I think Bristol City will come in and finish sixth and then they're going to be a real force to be reckoned with in the playoffs yeah. Then I think Black Cardiff will push up to eight. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, Blackburn can push into nine. I'm hoping Blackburn can push into six. Um, well, yeah, they've got a chance, definitely. Adam Armstrong was in fine form before the uh, restart. I think that they're just a bit inconsistent. And like with Fulham, like with Fulham, when push came to shove and they needed that three points against Millwall to fit, come to second. Blackburn have been in a similar situation in the playoffs and never delivered. So I think history will repeat itself like it will with Fulham, that when push comes to shove, it won't happen. And actually, Blackburn Rovers have a better goal difference than 6th, 7th, 8th and ninth, So that That's great. could yeah. come in handy. But then, but then look, it's not that. Like if you look at Millwall, it's 4-7, to 2-7, to seven, Cardiff. Yeah. But Bristol City, minus 2. Yeah. True. So, yeah, what? That is weird. Minus yeah. two, and they're seventh. Okay, Dar- Dar- Derby with Rooney there could do some could do some damage. They, I've watched them play Fulham. They caused Fulham a lot of problems. They did, yeah. But I just think they're too far behind at this point. Yeah, and they're just not good enough to yeah. catch up. Yeah. Uh, so, for me, I think that way. Yeah, go for it. Sorry. I think um, Brentford are actually going to finish third. Four points behind Fulham. Well, actually, if they beat them on Saturday, and that's yeah. Won. I think I think they really are going to beat them on Saturday, and then I think Nottingham Forest are going to finish fourth, and I think it's going to be Fulham fifth. Uh, I because I think all season I've just been waiting for a real terrible run of form, and I think it's going to be like I think they're going to get absolutely smashed by Brentford, and they're going to lose against Leeds United and West Brom. And they're going to kind of stumble and just, you know, like on the last few games, get a few wins and secure fifth place. Um, stumbled along the whole season. So that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, you know, exactly. I think, um, I'm just thinking that they're just going to stumble into third because I don't yeah. think any other teams are going to have that good of form. I think the form will come from one of the teams chasing the playoffs. Mm. I think the ones that are already in there are just going to either stumble in. Yeah, mate. Yeah, that's true. Like, 
maybe the likes of Preston and Nottingham Forest will get really kind of nervous and play cagey. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. and then yeah, but I agree. I think Bristol City will pip Brest- Preston and finish sixth. Pip Preston. Yeah, pip Preston to the to the to the sixth place. Uh, Preston seventh, and then. Yeah, I don't really know. It could be anything after that. But I think Mill will definitely drop off. I think it'll be the likes of Cardiff City and Blackburn in 8th and ninth, Which will be very, very good for Blackburn, considering also Bradley Dack, their best player, is missing. Mm. Okay. So, okay. So, for you, it's... So, we've actually got the same playoff teams. Brentford, uh, Nottingham Forest, Fulham and Bristol City. Yes. But we've got them in different orders. So, in my world... Fulham will be playing Bristol City in the semi-final and Brentford will be playing Nottingham Forest. Now, that's a very interesting... Yeah, pr- predict, predict that playoff then. So, Fulham versus Bristol City. Ah. I think... I think we've got the dub there, not going to lie. Fulham, I think Fulham might just sneak in. I think they're going to lose away and win at home and go Who, through. Fulham? Yeah. I think they'd yeah, beat Bristol we, City. I think we would beat Bristol City at home. I think we'd just... But I don't think it would necessarily be convincing like the other one. I think the first one would be a drab 1-1 or something. And then we'd get like a 1-1 one, one or 2-1 win. Mm. And it would be sort of... Like that win we got against Leeds, for example, yeah. where Josh Lamar poked it in. I think that would be the sort of thing that Fulham would do. And then Nottingham Forest versus Brentford. Now, that's very interesting because then it comes down to, is it a cagey match? Is it an open match? I think second leg, it would be one of the... Unfortunately, I think it would be the last game at Griffin Park, yeah. which is sad. Um, it's quite funny, to be honest. Brentford, don't like Brentford. I think, <laughs> um, I think Brentford would win. Had it, but it, dep- it solely depends on who finishes because I think whoever has the the home leg, not that it makes so much difference, but whoever has the home leg in the second one will win at that time. Because if Nottingham Forest can poke at... So say Nottingham Forest finished above Brentford, the first leg was at Griffin Park, Nottingham Forest got a draw or even a tight win or a tight loss, they would go back to their place, score one, park the bus for the rest of the time and Brentford would be like, oh no. That's why I don't want... You not want Nottingham Forest. I don't want Brentford or Nottingham Forest for Fulham. Oh no. I don't think Either is a nightmare. Yeah, no, I was going to say um, Brentford's Nottingham Forest, that is an absolute clash of the Titans right there. That would be a fantastic playoff semi-final. And um, I, I really Brentford don't know who would win that. I really don't know who would win that. But I'd say Brent- probably Brentford might might get yeah. a win there. Sneak in. And then a brentford Fulham final, Wembley, I think Fulham would be exposed. Yeah, I think. Oh, mate, Brentford just beat Fulham every bloody time, and it's getting on my nerves now. I, I honestly, I don't think I like. I said, I think we'll get a one-one draw on the weekend, Mm. or we may even on the weekend. But if we play them in the playoff final, we will lose. Yeah, we'll lose. Because that would be horrific. Imagine losing to Brentford in the playoff final. That would be so bad. We, we will, we will, um, we will be exposed for the shit management and the boring football that we play yeah. and the leaky defence. Well, to be fair, shout out to Michael Hector. He's been fantastic since he's come in. Mm. But um, I think we're going to be exposed by them. Okay. So in your world, Fulham-Brentford playoff final, Brentford win. So Leeds, West Brom and Brentford go up. Yeah. In my world, um, uh, so it would be, who would it be? It would be Brentford versus Bristol. And uh, Fulham versus um, Nottingham Forest. Um, Brentford, Bristol. uh, Brentford would win pretty comfortably. I think whoever finishes sixth out of uh, Preston or um, Bristol are going to lose their semi-final because they're definitely weaker than the than the three other teams. And I think the other any other team that comes in will probably lose as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Cardiff experience could cause a bit of problems yeah true um and then fulham versus nottingham forest that would be horrific that would be awful that would be terrible to watch you know that would be nail biting stuff and i think fulham would lose that and i could just already tell it would be lewis grabben scoring two back post headers uh 
in the away leg, 1-0, and in the home leg, 1-0. He winds me up. He seems to score, but he's a dreadful player. Oh, no, he's so annoying. He, he's, it's, it's a back post header against Fulham every time. And that's what's going to happen. They're going to win 2-0 in aggregate. Right, 1-0 both legs. It's going to be a Brentford-Nottingham Forest final. And then... oh, it'll, be, it'll be like what it was against Reading the, the other year, where it was 1-1 in the first leg at Craven Cottage. Then they get some jammy penalty and Lewis Graben scores it because one of our defenders has decided to handball it out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then Brentford-Nottingham Forest. I think Brentford's going to win that. So I agree. My in my world, it's going to be Leeds, West Brom, and Brentford going up, and I can't it's deal with the fact Brentford's probably going to go up. I can't deal with that. Yeah, there's real momentum behind them though. I but know. then I always say that about Brentford, and then something always tends to go wrong. So fingers crossed that the same will happen again. And when but they go up, they're just going to definitely one, stay up as well, like they just are. Whereas if like a Nottingham Forest went up, they'd definitely go straight back down. I wouldn't be so sure that Brentford would stay up. I think, no, because they're just so well run. Like that's the thing. Out of three, like we're saying Leeds, West Brom, and Brentford to go up. Out of three, who's the most likely to stay up? Who's the least likely to stay up for you? Definitely least likely West Brom. Least likely, yeah, West Brom. I think both Leeds and Brentford. Totally disagree with that. Really, I really disagree with that. Yeah. No, I think Brentford and Leeds are both going to stay up, and West Brom would go down. So who world. would be the most likely to stay up? Uh, most likely, I think, Brentford. Least likely, West Brom. Okay. I'm going to go with most likely West Brom because I think Slavin Bilic knows what he's doing. He can adapt to the Premier League. He can change his style. Whereas someone like Marcelo Bielsa struggles to do that and may struggle. But then again, he has got experience in the lower Spanish leagues, but it's different. It's really different mm. to the Premier League. Um so for me, I'm going to go with West Brom most likely to stay up. And I'm, I think I'm going to go with Brentford least likely. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think they've got an out-and-out Premier League goal scorer in Ollie Watkins, perhaps. Yeah, I think the maybe. Stuff, and they're, they're very yokey at the back. I mean, they play great stuff and they score a lot of goals, but they're very yokey at the back. And like Fulham were a few see, like a couple of seasons ago, you'll get exposed for it in the Premier League. Yeah. And they... T- they create a lot of chances and don't necessarily score them and you need to score them yeah definitely Brentford would go down so, so relegation championship relegation you've got Barnsley 34 points in last place Luton 35 points in second last Charlton at 39 Holt 41 Wigan 41 Middlesbrough 41 Huddersfield, 42. Stoke, 42. Yeah. What, what do you think? And that is tight. I mean, Barnsley are gone. Yeah, and I think Luton Town are gone as well. Yeah, Luton Town are gone as well. I think it's, Charlton, yeah. Charlton had very poor form, but then again, they started well this season. So could they do the similar thing where Lee Bowyer sort of starts them up again? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think Hull will go down. I think they've got some good players there. I haven't said that Bowen left, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. No, I was going to say, I think um, Stoke City and Huddersfield are too good to go down. I think they'll stay up. And they've... they've... Huddersfield, Huddersfield will stay up. Yeah. Cowley's uh, coming and done a wicked job. Yeah, and uh, I mean, Smith Rowe in a team. No, Smith Rowe can't get relegated. You know. So, so, just done enough. Just, hopefully. Yeah. Big. I say hopefully. It would be great if they went down. I think Middlesbrough, again... I don't. Middle, think, I can't I see them going down, to be honest. Don't say that, Ralph. I saw Middlesbrough play Blackburn very early on this season. They were dreadful, and they've been dreadful ever since. They are terrible. I know. But... They're a thing to watch. I don't know. They haven't. All their players aren't good. Like Ashley Fletcher's not a good player. Yeah. Asombolo not particularly good. Yeah. No. Yeah. I definitely. They definitely got a chance. I mean, they're right down there. But I just think maybe it's just me being silly but I just think they're too big a name to be in League One Do you know Sunderland I, mean? I know I know I know I mean it's possible Wigan, they, they, they don't they could be in trouble again yeah I think it might be Wigan you know looking at it I think I was going to say so I think we both agree that Barnsley and Luton Town are going to be bottom two mm-hmm. I think um, whole City is going to be the last relegated team because they've oh, been on dreadful form and they've got the worst goal difference around that neck of the woods as well 
Never played. They're only oh no, they do. Yeah, they do. Uh yeah. I no, I just think Wigan because they're just yoke and haven't really got anything. Whereas Hull have got someone like Krasicki. You look at Wigan, they haven't really got anything. Krasicki went, didn't he? I, no, it wasn't Krasicki that went. It was Bowen. No, but went. I think they. I think both left. I th- I'm pretty sure Krasicki stayed. All oh, right. Well, I don't know, but either way, Hull have definitely been in pretty dreadful form. But okay, so you're saying Wigan, Luton, Barnsley. I'm saying Hull, Luton, Barnsley. So we both think Charlton are going to stay up. I think there's something about Charlton. Yeah. When Carl Taylor gets fit again, like they, there's something about them that I quite like to watch. Mm. And something, there's two things. I hated watching them and love watching them at the same time. Well, yeah. Uh, when I so uh, when they were came to the cottage, um, Charlton. That was a great game. That was a great game. game. But. Charlton were great. I mean, they were, they played some good football. But then when uh, Fulham went to Charlton's place, it was the exact opposite. It was the worst game I've ever watched in my entire life. I've travelled all the way to... You went, didn't you? Yeah, I went, I went to that and it was an awful nil-nil draw. Both teams were yeah. atrocious. It was probably the worst I've ever seen Fulham play in my life. Kearney was the worst player on the pitch. I went, I went Ralph, I told you so. I think I was at the theatre that night doing something. Oh. Being a bit Didn't want to go. Yeah. Good for that. Yeah, no, it was it was terrible. Wednesday so, night. I, but I hope Middlesbrough go down because I think they were dreadful. And they've been resting on their laurels for far too long and they were terrible yeah. when they were in the Premier League. All I care about down. is Luton Town going down because that's a terrible place to live. <laughs> oh, ostracising our 25 viewers there, Ralph. <laughs> It's okay, you can DM us and he will apologise next week. At the beginning. Okay, if there's any people listening from Luton, I do apologise, but it's true. At Peter's podcast on Instagram and there's a Facebook page as well if you like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's that. So we've we've said, so going down, we've done that in the Premier League. We've said Bournemouth, Aston Villa, Norwich going up, Brentford, West Brom and Leeds United. So that's those are pretty... fun teams going up, I think. Yeah, fun teams going up. But anyway, let's get to the quiz. Everything of what we've been waiting for. Mm. Let's get some questions going. Uh, have you got a question for me, Ralph? Uh, you go first. I'm just getting them up. Okay, okie dokie. Who last season had the highest assists? Last season had the highest assists. Um, oh, who was that? I'm thinking maybe was it? I'm straight away. I'm thinking De Bruyne or um, De Bruyne or um, what's his name? Hazard. I think was it Hazard? I really do think it was Hazard. Uh, I'm gonna go with Hazard. It was Eden Hazard. Yes. I was hoping you were going to go make a tit of yourself and go with De Bruyne. He was injured for half, the, like most of the season last season. <laughs> Hazard had 15. Ryan Fraser on 14. And Trent Alexander-Arnold and Christian Eriksen on 12. Oh. So that's one point for you, Ralph. If I don't answer your question correctly, it's 1-1 on the quiz tally. Yeah, okay. Uh, my question's pretty easy, I think. Uh, who won the Golden Ball in the 2018 World Cup? Oh, it was someone who played in the final. I'm trying to think. It would have been a... Oh, oh. Oh, I know who it is. It's Luka Modric. Yeah, it is. I almost went with Kylian Mbappe, but then I went, no, it was Luka Modric because he won everything that year. Okay, so then we've got to have a second question. And mine is going to be about the championship. I okay. thought we'd mix it up a bit and go with the championship. Yeah. Who, when Fulham went up a couple of seasons ago, obviously when we won at Wembley, who was Fulham's top goal scorer? Uh, when Fulham went up. In 2017-2018. Okay, so straight away I'm thinking Mitrovic. He wasn't there. He was only there for half the time, but he scored a lot of goals. 
Um, I'm thinking Ryan Sessegnon. I'm thinking... I think it's between those two, to be honest. Who else was there? Maybe like Johansson scored quite a lot of goals, but it can't be him. I think I'm going to go with... I think it was uh, Ryan Sessegnon. You would be correct. Okay. Um, Yeah, I'm glad about that. Okay. So I'm going to go for another um, championship uh, question. Yeah. Um, And it is, who has the most assists so far this season in the championship? It's a pretty difficult question. To be fair, I've... I didn't really. I haven't really heard of the player. <laughs> I have no but idea. He, he plays for a team that's hunting for promotion. Let's put it that way. I'm just going to go with um, Leeds United. Phillips, Kelvin Phillips. No, he's not even in the top ten. It is uh, Pereira from West Brom. Matthias Pereira. Oh, okay. Well, I wouldn't have got it, but yeah. yeah. I mean, so many players in the championship. It's like... <laughs> well, anyway, listeners, I hope you enjoy the Premier League restart, and I'm sure you will. And uh, yeah, let us know what you thought of this pod. Give us any questions. Oh, actually, we have, did have one question from James Bartram. At James Bartram, listeners, he said, which current Premier League player would make the best manager. And we'll just do a quick fire answer for that. Yeah, Who do you think? A good would question, be? actually. Yes, it was. Um, Quite a hard one. That right? is very hard. Um, quick fire, quick fire. Um, Who would it be? Um, Maybe like Jordan Henderson, someone like that. I was thinking on that lines, but I didn't think Henderson. I either thought maybe Van Dyke. Yeah, he, that's a good shout. Or, or maybe, and I think this is the one I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with James Milner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. James Milner, he plays so many positions. He's played in so many different teams, different styles, relegation mm. teams, title-challenging teams. I th- I'm going to go with James I Milner. I can get yeah. behind that. I also thought of Kevin De Bruyne. I thought he'd be he might make a good manager in the future. Yes. He seems like an articulate fellow. Yeah. Seems like, he also seems like where Johan Cruyff had Pep Guardiola as his sort of man to implement the philosophy. Yeah. It was like Broyd yeah, it's like that, yeah. Well, anyway, listeners, this time we will leave you. Have a nice evening, day, whenever you're listening and uh, tune in next time and God bless. Yeah, and long live the Premier League and English football. Thank you.